Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We're in Ecclesiastes 5 and 6 this morning. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to the other ones, what's wrong with you? Go back and listen to the other <laughs> ones. Or if you've just read the book and not listened to it, cool. Yeah, I guess you can do that too. But then why are you wearing, listening to this one and not the other ones? That doesn't make much sense. So go back and listen to them. We have. Take a minute. Say a prayer. And then, of course, if there's anything at all that we can do for you, anything we can lift up in prayer, provisions that you're in need of, counsel, questions, help, literally whatever it might be, please reach out to us and let us know because we would love to hear from you. I think now that I said that yesterday, everybody knows why there's that awkward pause after I say the prayer. Because I stare at you because you're looking at me waiting for me to listen. No, I'm giving up. You're not going to do All right. So Ecclesiastes 5 and 6, Heidi. Clearly, (laughs) I'm the one here. You know, what's funny about these chapters is if you are followers of us on the ministry on Instagram or you're list you're watching this on youtube you know that recently we've been dealing with um christian apostasy and and topics like these have been our recent kind of battle and it's funny that we find ourselves we find ourselves here in ecclesiastes chapter five and i don't know what um what version or what bible you have that you know the little titles that are on the top oh yeah um mine says approaching god with care (laughs) on chapter five here i think usually most of them stay pretty uniform to the same kind of thing rather fitting though but it is it's very fitting and then it it goes more into the futility of wealth uh, in in verse eight is where we shift so we'll start in verse one as you enter the house of god keep your ears open and your mouth shut it is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth, so let your words be few. It's not the so many times people are, are have a lot of question about prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, matter of fact, people have been bugging me to do a uh, to do one on it. A but podcast, yeah. Uh, this is my common res- quick response to people when they ask about prayer is it talk to God mm-hmm. understand that he is your holy father and there's an and there's respect in that however he wants you to talk to him you don't have to put on an elaborate show no. you know what I mean we see that these great words and there's like all you the have to use all the churchy words there's on the epic church or on the epic christian memes it's got the swear jar and then yeah. the every time somebody says holy father in the jar yeah. and it's like way overfilled but it, we do. We and that's the thing idea. is you don't have to I, I don't mean to make fun of it i mean if that's if that's what the spirit is leading you to to then that i'm not making fun of that but i think people that get stuck in prayer uh and have issues with it it's just they they think I know I did myself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot you of these really things. Struggled with this. A lot of these assumptions that I make aren't really assumptions. They're they're struggles that I had when I first started, mm-hmm. and that I've had my whole life. Mm-hmm. So 
with prayer though, you know, you figure like, okay, well, I got to say all the words, right? There's got to be like a, there's got to be like a beginning, an end, a middle, and I got to have a point, and I got to, you know, I got to remember to pray for it, you know, like you got, you have the structure in your head that you think that, that you've been taught. Well, and we've all heard those people pray that they're just such good prayers. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I I want to be like you. They're so so fluid. Yeah, you try to copy that. And if it was like your turn to pray out loud, you would think yours was like less than because you're not as good as they are you know and i'm horrible at public prayer i really really am however i think what what where you say horrible your words are few that's what i was gonna say though is that's where i feel like publicly pray it sounds like you're not doing what everybody else is doing right and everybody looks they're like oh that's it i'm like yeah, I'm sorry. I Where's said your from, big I said what I needed to say. Yeah. I thank God for and I didn't keep going on and on. You know, um, it, sometimes I do, and it's nice because, well, also I think we, for us with prayer, we sit and talk about the people that we're going to pray for before mm-hmm. we bring it to prayer, so we don't forget, you know, these things to pray for. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have a general conversation about the families and the people that need, you know. And then and, our kids can ask questions. Right. And, and well, that's what we well, that's what we try to do. Sometimes we don't make it. Sometimes it's just like everybody else's household when the kids are way too late to bed. Yeah. And we're saying quick prayers and, you know. So we do it too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but yeah. most of the time we and we teach the kids though to pray for others instead of you know, the whole thing, but you know, don't get don't get caught up in thinking that you have to do certain words or you don't know when, how, or what to mm-hmm. say or how to just talk. You've got yeah. a father that cares about you and he wants to hear and from you. And he wants to hear from you. You don't have to put And on you the also show. need to respect him because you also should bring him to prayer whenever you feel convicted, sorry. Mm-hmm. Ask you know, go to forgive you know, go to him for forgiveness, these types of things. But let your words be few. Yeah. So even if you, all you can mutter is Jesus help me or Jesus thank you, it's good enough. He knows your heart. That's it. He knows your heart. Excuse me. Hiccup. (laughs) Verse 3. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. Maybe that's why you have crazy dreams. Because you're doing like 20,000 things at once. You know what? And then... Too much activity gives you restless dreams, Heidi. Um, Too many words make you a fool, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) I try to be too, too few... All right, four. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to Him. Yeah, don't don't just say stuff like <laughs> this. Is the worst. Dear God, please get me out of this. If you get me out of this, I will never ever do this again. Yeah. Don't say stuff like that. No. <laughs> That's stupid. That's very <laughs> Because you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the, I, I I hope that you won't, but you will. That's just what your flesh wants to do. So you don't make don't make promises. Ask God for help. Say that you can't do this. That you know that you will fail. Mm-hmm. Or that you have failed and you need you need as Mata says, ask Hashem, which is the Lord, 
for mercy and he'll throw you a rope. So yeah. you ask him for, drowning for help. In the water and you can't stay afloat. Ask and he'll throw you mercy. a rope. He'll yep. And he'll rope. throw you a rope. So, well, I shortened the whole thing. So we didn't I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but don't make any promises like that. Verse 6, don't let your mouth make you sin, and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. So this one gets me with um, application to just educating children homeschool all of those types of arenas that was one that always stood out to me talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities fear god instead and that's why i've always said in our homeschool stuff if you raise your children and academically or sports wise or whatever it may be they're incredibly successful but yet they don't know god and they go to hell what have you accomplished? What have you done? You've done nothing. You've raised worthless human beings that are not going after God's heart. Like, wh wh really, what have you done? And so do your children and yourself, but have you taught your children the fear of God, a righteous fear of God? Do they know what that is? Do they have that? You know, what? But, but what do we do? We spend so much time feeding children's daydreams. We encourage it. We want them to dream yeah, big. We it, put it on their t-shirts and their bedrooms. It works on the homeschool. And it works, it works across the board. I just go to homeschool. Yeah, no, you went to homeschool first, and that's and that's great. I want to bring up, too, because this is, this is these useless activities that we get caught so much of, oh, yeah. in, and, and we have to be careful of them. You know, I know that it's very popular, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with this, but at the same time, I know it's like a girl thing, right, to curl up with a good book and read a book. Yeah. And that's like, if you could do anything, you just want to sit reading. Mm -hmm. And you'll see these pictures of these just stacks of books. Like, yeah. Not like you're, because you did it for school, so I'm not like saying that I'm you're like, stacks of books that you've just done. <laughs> you're doing it for school. Sure. But I'm saying, um, and, which is fine. But at the end of yeah, the day, having books is bad. no, but at the end of the day, we're looking, okay, what are you reading? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love to read a book. There's nothing wrong with infant. It's a useless activity. Mm -hmm. It's completely useless. Yeah. Unless you're reading the Bible, mm -hmm. then it's not useless, but just reading and, and these self, these little activities that we do, this, this, these yoga, this, this um fitness this these trips to the gym all these even though they they do the body good sure that, that's fine but they do no good in your spiritual health whatsoever and when does it cross over and become idolatry right it's the same thing and it, but it, but these are useless activities mm -hmm. everything outside of any service to the lord is a useless activity exactly so let's start calling it what it is right and and that but that doesn't mean that you can't do these things it's just that you have to realize in your heart that these are useless activities and that should shape the time that you spend doing these activities the money you spend and on the money that you spend them and the then maybe you, you find yourself doing them and going oh well this is kind of stupid why do i even do this mm -hmm. What do I do this for my, you know, so you, you can ask yourself those own questions, but I mean, we Ecclesiastes is, is, is obviously, if you've listened to these, this is one of those books that does that to you. It makes you, you sit there and think and you go, 
No, no, there's there's no exceptions. Mm -hmm. This is all truth. I mean, we have to live in this world and weave our way around it, right? And we accept some and we understand that these things are perishing and passing away. And we just kind of use them to get through it. We don't hold on to them and, you know, just try to pull them into our... You know, it's funny, actually, that you brought that up. Um, I bought... I like buying old books, you know. And usually, if you're buying older books, I mean, you have a better shot at finding things that are more morally <laughs> based than other um, stuff that you would find now. But I had started reading a book, and it was really good, Um couple things kind of caught me off guard but I was reading it and I realized halfway into it that that is why I don't read fictional books because it's so easy to get oh, so consumed so with the story the plot you start thinking of all of those things and then it's like what am I doing well, and so I stopped reading the book have you noticed that I, I didn't stopped reading notice my that. book and so I'm halfway through it I, I just stopped reading it and I put it back up on the shelf see so this like, is what am I doing? one thing that made me think and this is by no means something that uh, you know but how it's, I think it's adorable how you and Lily have gotten into this. Well, you've always been into it, but now Lily's got into mm -hmm. this French culture, yeah. which is, it's great for her to learn. And, I, and there's nothing wrong with it. But it's, it's one of those things that I was looking back, thinking about the other day. I'm going, wow, all this time spent in this is completely useless and meaningless. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about this one period of French history? Yeah. In one country? Who cares? But I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at yeah. all. But it's where in, do you in hold it? But where and do you hold that, that right? That's right. the issue. Like I just said, I think it's adorable that she's and and do I want my yeah? That's super cool that like when Lily goes out and she and she knows or can relate to something. You know, we're in the thrift store the other day, and she found this French thing, and she was speaking to the people in French because her and I have been learning French, and she, it, I don't know, it was. It's hilarious. adorable. Yeah, so it was really cute. I, I, I think that's super cool, but at the same time, the heart of that is completely useless and meaningless. Yeah. Anything that we oh, do yeah, here is yeah. meaningless and useless. I mean, unless she takes this to like go over there and preach the gospel to. French people you know what I mean like uses this kind of knowledge to go over and do something or something like that but it's like how quickly though do we go from just enjoying an activity I mean like look at kids sports how quickly does that go from just kids enjoying playing a game which is what it is to an idol right. to something that we put above right. everything else now going into verse 8 here I think this is a great um, place to insert this kind of helps with thinking that we'll forward anything or make anything better here and go if you haven't already listened to our um podcast discussing um what did i call it now, I you, it was a response no 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 but the is first what you one. tied but oh, the stop the stop spreading, spreading christian, christian apostasy. apostasy listen to that one if you haven't already and then listen to the responding to Post that we we posted shortly thereafter that because we go into what Brandon's kind of touching on here he goes into that like in way more detail on that yeah so I'll cut let me kind of explain myself here verse eight don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful and if justice is being miscarried throughout the land for every official is under orders from higher up and matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy even the king milks the land for his own profit. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless is it to think that wealth brings true happiness? 
The more you have, the more people come to you for help to spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There is another serious problem I have seen under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is being put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed as on the day we were born. We can't take our riches with us. And this, too, is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than when they came. All their hard work is for nothing like working for the wind. Throughout their lives they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. Even so, I have noticed one thing. At least that is, I'm sorry, at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This indeed is a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. I think that kind of lays it out that, you know, that it's going things just kind of go the way that they're going to go and there's really nothing that you can do about it and even trying is meaningless and worthless but it also says in this chapter too that there's nothing wrong with having wealth and enjoying it but it's where you put your priorities right because you can't say all these things are meaningless and be caught up in your wealth and in your possessions and all these things yep right so does that mean that there's anything wrong with it does it you know for instance it's sitting by a, a you know hey you have money you have a nice home fine okay. nothing wrong with that you want a pool and you want to sit by the pool because you worked hard to earn the money that you had to build your house and your pool great there that's you know what and god blesses that to an extent but where's your care mm -hmm. is it that you did this and you deserve this or that god blessed you and you're lucky and if you do so you definitely this <laughs> this won't cover Ecclesi ecclesiastes it won't come up in here but it comes up in the new testament this is this is something that there's nothing wrong with sitting and enjoying your wealth as long as no believer in your circle or in your flock if you're a if you're a teacher is suffering and is hurting or in need so there's kind of some some things that you need to take in consideration outside just this too mm -hmm. so while there is nothing wrong with this and a lot of people will point to Ecclesiastes too in these in these spot in just in these verses, because these are the only verses in Ecclesiastes you know exist, right? Mm -hmm. Eat, yeah. drink, you know all that. Yeah, we all got eat, drink, and be merry. Yep. Those are the ones that you that you know exist. 
So let's go into to six. Verse one. There's another serious tragedy I have seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on humanity. God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things. They die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless, a sickening tragedy. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. His birth would have been meaningless and he would have ended in and he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't even have had a name and he would have never seen the sun or known of its existence. Yet he would have had more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice over but still not find contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well what is the use? All people spend their lives scratching for food but they never seem to have enough. So are wise people really better off than fools? Do poor people gain anything by being wise and knowing how to act in front of others? Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things. This is meaningless, like chasing the wind. <laughs> Just dreaming about nice things. But that's funny because... Even these Christian motivational speakers oh, yeah. from this prosperity, you have to visualize it. Visualize, and dream what it. What does it say? It to claim it. Yeah, or yeah, claim it or to, yeah. Speak it into existence. Yeah, or, yeah. Like they do. Like there's just there's so much of that, and it's so like um, okie doke. Don't know what. Yeah. Where you're quite getting that from? I'm glad I won't be you on Judgment Day. And that's, you know, to remember, we all have to stand before God and give an account of these things in our lives. And I want to stand there before God with a clear conscience that I did and I took what he put in front of me and did a good job, you know. And you, you look at some of the stuff that's just out there that everybody eats up and it's like, how can you sleep at night knowing that you're going to have to stand before God and answer for that? Gosh, I see that. And, you know, it. But the Bible, well, the Bible's our authority on everything. The Bible yeah. says, you know why? Because they're conscience mm -hmm. Consciences. Yeah. Consciences are seared. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So... You can do anything when your conscience is bad. At first, you might kind of feel about it, but then you get see how easy it is. Mm -hmm. I think in, in just how people gulp it up, and my goodness. Well, the money they make. They do it only to get your money. And That's... people happily give Beth Moore and oh, Lord. Oh. Joel Olstein. All right, here we go, verse 10. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? And that's a good reminder, though, for us parents. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? That's when you realize, and I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm saying this to myself. When your kids never listen to you. Well, how many times do you repeat yourself over and over and over again? Yeah. If exactly. you start saying it, saying it one time, and then acting on whatever it is, 
they're going to start to realize real quick that you mean business. It's just we have to be disciplined to actually take this to heart. But it's complete. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's all, I guess it's all about perspective and how you look at it. Because I guess some people don't look at it like that. But yeah. you have to. Because most of the time you have to turn the, the issue back on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you say, why is this happening? But look how that even plays into with the... Um, the lofty words and prayers. Sure. If your prayers are just words, 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 look at all my words, mm-hmm. words, 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 words. It's like, right. what What are you even saying? Right. Like when we watch these sermons, you know, these mega church, you know, Brandon's constantly watching sermons from churches all over the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, big and small. And some of these, you just sit there and it's like, what are, what are you, what are you saying? saying? There's lots know. of words, many pretty words, but what what are you saying? There's and then there's people just like nothing. captivated by it in the audience, and I'm like, what? Explain to me what he just said. What, what was it there that moved you? Yeah. Well, here you go. Finish us off with 12 today. In the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can be best spent. Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we are gone? Well, I mean, like, now we know, but. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Jesus. Anything else you want to add today? I don't think so. That was awesome. I hope everybody is getting as much out of this book as I am even going over it again. I've read this book a lot, and I'm constantly in Ecclesiastes for something. Well, it's um, something our family used to be really big on. Well, we still kind of do it, but we quote movie lines. Our family is really big in that. We actually really don't even know where most of the time they come from. We've just said it for so long. But Ecclesiastes now is a book because now our thing is is we quote scripture in just every daily situation. Ecclesiastes is a book that we yeah. quote every single day oh, <laughs> in yeah. some way, it's shape, or form. Some way, it's probably, yeah. <laughs> It's probably going to come up. Yeah. So, um, let's see. This is going up. This is Friday's video. Um, just so you guys know, we probably will not be able to do a live on Saturday because I have multiple weddings to be doing down in the city. Um, we really do miss our time of fellowship with you guys. So we will get on, um, Lord willing, next Saturday at noon Eastern time to do an Instagram live. Um, we can't do a YouTube live until we have a thousand subscribers and we're only like halfway there. So um, we would love to have you guys come over to Heavenly Minded Homeschool on Instagram next Saturday at noon Eastern time to join us in just a time to get to chat and hang out and be together. Um, but that'll be coming out soon as well as some other podcasts and videos and stuff if there's anything again that we can do for you lift up in prayer questions that we can answer um, requested topics you'd like to hear more on please just ask brandon is here at your disposal and i'll be here on saturday yeah he'll be on saturday while i'm doing the wedding yeah well he'd do the live it would just be like the camera just laying flat on the table or whatever and you hear him talking. talking but um literally if there's anything at all that we can do for you guys please reach out and let us know because we'd be happy to hear from you. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.